Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Welcome to Bewitching the Home where we explore holistic interior design and its influence on all areas of our mind, body, and spirit. We discuss practices in creating sacred space in alignment with our higher selves and feature conversational explorations with special guests and ventures through the realm of mindfulness, holistic approaches to design, wellness in the home, and sustainability. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Welcome to episode two of Bewitching the Home. And today I have uh, Amanda Sophia coming on as our special guest. When I created the podcast, Feng Shui was going to be a huge piece of what I'm speaking on. Um, it's just a piece that's so ingrained into what I do, into my work and how I live. And I was just thinking, how can I introduce Feng Shui? to everybody in a way that makes sense. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I need to bring on my teacher. I need to bring on Amanda Sophia, um, my teacher of Feng Shui, how I got into all of this. I remember the first time I heard the words Feng Shui. I was in interior design school. It's my first class. It was intro to interior design. And I was taking that, that class at night because I went to um, work full-time during the day for an insurance company. And this was back in, I'd say it's in 2000 that I started that that course and the teacher had mentioned feng shui. And it was just a little tidbit. It was, it was nothing more than maybe a couple sentences and that always stuck to me and that always connected me. And I didn't actually get to officially study feng shui until it was 2014 that I was working with another designer as her assistant. And we were looking, working on a beautiful project in Cabo St. Lucas. It was a resort. It was amazing. And I just remember the, the day that the funds dried up and there was no more work and everything was put on hold. And, and I pretty much didn't have a job anymore. It was, that was it. And it was like, okay, what do I do from here? Um, this was the moment that I came across the notion of, do I go back to a corporate job? Do I go back to insurance and trying to work for somebody else in the design world part-time or do I jump and go off on my own and I really sat with that and I found the courage to just go so I went off on my own and I remember the moment when I was like oh my gosh I can learn and study feng shui I don't have to ask for time off I can just be fully immersed into that that program and so you know, I Googled and I found Amanda and her International Feng Shui School and I enrolled right away and that's how I got connected um, with her and, and her teachings are just so lovely and she's just a beautiful light being to, to work with. 
So we have Amanda Sophia on the podcast today. We are talking about her connection with China. We talk about how she found her way there, how Feng Shui called her in. We talk about the ritual of Impel and Bridget. Uh, Amanda Sophia is in Ireland, and when we recorded this podcast, it was in the uh, beginning of February. So we were right around the time of Impulse. So we will go into that a bit. You know, you'll hear this in, in the end of March. So uh, just know that we, we know that they hear the wheel and when, when it all happens. And like I said, it, we were together in February. Let me tell you a little bit about Amanda Sophia. She is a functioning master, a Celtic priestess, and a self-love guide. She founded the International Feng Shui School and Training Program. Amanda's sincere appreciation of community guided her to establish the Inner Circle of Feng Shui, membership site that is a source of support, inspiration, and friendship. Members thrive through accessing joy, inviting miracles, and consciously pursue living as their greatest selves. Amanda Sophia founded the Priestess Awakening School, a year-long journey of the Celtic Wheel that leads participants inward to discover, cultivate, and embody their authentic wisdom and power. Using ancient rituals, Amanda guides women to reach a higher level of connectedness within themselves and nature. Amanda has studied wisdom traditions around the world and is a certified yoga teacher, shaman, and Celtic priestess. Her calling is to help people let go of old belief systems and awaken to inner joy. You are all invited to access Amanda's latest videos, webinars, podcasts, meditations, and online community anywhere in the world, and we will have all of that in the show notes. Amanda Sophia has served notable clients such as Bloomingdale's, DreamWorks, Bank of America, Hewitt Packard, and all have reported breakthroughs through her feng shui consultant. She is frequently interviewed in the media and has appeared in Vogue, Yoga Journal, Spirit and Destiny, Irish Examiner, RTE, Fox News, and KSWB TV. In this episode, Amanda and I reminisce a bit about going to Ireland, how we met, and all the magic of of the land and, and what feng shui is. And then she also gives us some beautiful tips on how you can start to feng shui your home and, and how to access more if you want to dive into that space like I did. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed connecting with Amanda. I am so excited to have um, our guest today, which is Amanda Sophia. But before we bring her on, I would love to um, ring her bell and then we are going to light a little candle here um, to connect all of our energy. And Amanda has a very special ritual with lighting the candle. So I'm gonna let her lead that part, but let me just ring our bell to get us in the present moment. Um, nice and centered as always. Just take a nice, beautiful breath in and release. And Amanda, would you like to share with us your um, ritual for lighting your candle? And I will be joining in with you. And if anyone at home would like to also light a candle um, at the same time, we can we can hold this energy together. I would love to. I'd be honored. Um, so it is the time of Imbolc here now, one of the, the festivals on the Celtic Wheel. And um, I have a candle here. I'll just take it out of the holder. Um, 
So for this time in bulk, the goddess is Bridget, goddess Bridget. So she is the, the carrier of the flame and um, of the eternal flame. So actually it's really beautiful. There's um, a center in Kildare in Ireland where these nuns for hundreds of years have been keeping this flame lit like it hasn't gone out in a few hundred years. And they just, they're like guardians of the flame. But you can go visit and you can honor Bridget and then it's time of year is called that the land is waking back up and then you can light your your candle from the eternal flame so this has been lit from that so um i like to light mine you know with with matches right so yes if we all light together then you will also be connected to that eternal flame of bridget and of Imbolc. so here we go <laughs> that's it okay there we go So representing, you know, the light within us and the return of the light, especially for those on in the northern hemisphere, as we're kind of moving towards the spring equinox um, and kind of igniting that passion within. So now that you've lit the, came, the flame, you're all carriers of that eternal flame. And then the thing is, is you can just keep lighting any candles in your home from from your present candle and you'll just keep the flame going. And anybody that you want to do this with, it's just all flame carriers so that's amazing <clears throat> thank you um yes and then also to connect with this beautiful with connected with air with the bell and um, fire and um you know with our candle and i would love to connect with some water so do you have a little brew that you're um sipping on today <laughs> You know, uh, I'm a lover. I mean, Irish and all that adds to it. Cup of tea. Everything's made a cup of tea, you know, so <laughs> before and after. But I have nettle tea, so I love to I, I love to forage in the forest and everything. So the nettles are really powerful medicinally, cleanse the blood like they're just amazing for the immune system. So and they're not that plentiful. They'll be really coming out in the spring. Um, but they also represent um, like sovereign energy, but also you know the way they can sting you quite badly if you, you know, pick the wrong way. So they also represent like really strong, healthy boundaries. So cheers. What is what cheers. is your cheers? So I have a Paru um, signature tea of blue chamomile, which is beautiful chamomile, which is just that lovely, um, soft, you know, flower energy. And then she infuses it with... Um, what is it called? It's butterf I think it's butterfly petal. I'll have to look. But that's what makes it blue. So it's just a beautiful floral um, tea. And, and um, it's our initiation, right? Our opening sacred space. Yes, yes, yes. And the color is just divine. It's just so magical. And she's got, it's a, it's not so pretty. And it's just the flowers are just, it's a loose tea. So you can see so everything. Beautiful. Yes. I know. I mean, this is like, this is a ritual. And like, for me, it's a huge part of self-care. The teas, like when I open up and I have all these beautiful teas, it's just like, oh my God, this is like so exciting. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it feels like an important part of, um, of self-care. And I did want to share as far as water goes as well. Oh so yes, please. This time of Imbolic, right, is, is very much so about, and, and Bridget, the goddess Bridget is very much so about fire and water. So she is like pretty much, you know, we have quite a few hundred sacred wells in Ireland. Um, 
but Bridget is is the goddess of the wells. So her actual well in Kildare, I went out there um, on Imbolc, which is the 1st of February, and um, got some of the water. So it's healing water. So we have that in our sacred place as well. Yes, and I love oh. your container for that. I, I just so believe that, you know, when we do, when we, yes, we were like working with these magical properties and these elements, like really creating sacred space for that, you know, having beautiful containers and little labels and really honoring and treasuring all of those things just makes it, I feel so much more powerful. And it's like, we want to work with it. It, it gives us invitation to want to touch them and play with them and connect with their energy. It's so gorgeous. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And I still have my um, Hilatara um, water. Oh, I, amazing. Yeah, for when I was in Ireland with you back in 17. And, oh, my um, God. I can't believe that was four years ago already. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I have that water, and I use it in my sprays, or if I'm, um, you know, anointing things, I'll, I'll use that water. Absolutely. It's just, it's so beautiful. And then I also have the stream water. I think it was the last day that we were there, or second to last day when we were in that beautiful stream. Um, oh, you know, dipping you into that water. Oh, that was so amazing. Oh, that was so special. That place is so sacred, you know, and that, that water is, oh, I love It's just that. healing. It's just like all the, this just being in these waters and it's, it's, it's really, truly amazing. Um, but I would love to kind of dip in a little bit on, um, you know, what's home for you right now? What is, what does home look like? Where, where are you at in the world? And. And what is your your home? You know, what, what well, is? Oh, I mean, home, <laughs> home to me is right here, right? You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, our, I mean, our physical vessel is our home for our soul, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say this is very much so my home. And then, of course, my home, you know, where where I raise my children. Mm -hmm. And then my home, you know, I, I'm I'm back in my motherland. I was born and raised in Ireland, lived almost twenty years in San Diego, and now I'm back home um, and it's really interesting because I have so much ancestral energy here like in the roots the roots run really deep but you know it's interesting because when I lived in San Diego there was really just this feeling of lightness and expansion which was mm -hmm. amazing but not so much that grounded right yeah and then the minute I got back here it was like <clears throat> it was just like oh my gosh my feet <laughs> like <laughs> Wow, I'm like molasses, you know, and oh I mean, it, 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 and I mean, really the land, I mean, it just runs so, so deep. And it's funny because a lot of people go with Ireland, oh, so gorgeous. It must be amazing. <laughs> and it is breathtakingly beautiful. And it is all the green. So it is all like that heart chakra. Yeah. But that, this, and as you know, because you were on one of those journeys, it's like when you say, I'm going to heal this land, these sites, you know, the fairy forests, the cairns, the megalith, you know, it's all like cool got that so you're ready for the journey to heal <laughs> all right let's get this going you know so, yeah uh, you know oh my it's, gosh it's you know do you have I stories just, to tell yeah well I was just remember like my my father's side is from Ireland just you know I've got probably 20 percent and I remember when you had that that course up and there was just this cause like I was crawling out of my skin to get onto that land. It was insane. It was just like something just comes over you and it's just like, and you know, with probably with any motherland, you know, for anyone. Um, and I was just crawling out of my skin to get over there. And I remember getting there and just like 
that same energy that you're talking about where it just like pulls you in and it was like whoa and I remember standing at the top of the hill when we were like just screaming you know and it was just like I reconnected with (laughs) (laughs) yes we were just in that energy and we were just letting it out and I just remember being like oh my god like I'm feeling the ancestors of them like with me and behind me and just like all together like you know reconnecting it was just so incredible and and magical and when we went into those forests um I just remember seeing all the little fairy doors and and you know people putting all their little trinkets and like glitter and I brought that home to to my space and we had when I was living uh, where I was living at the moment there was two trees and I remember you know connecting with that first day connecting with the trees and I I called my husband and like hey this might sound weird, but I need you to go to the front tree and the back tree. I need you to, <laughs> to pour some milk, give it some honey, put, put some sugar out there. And he was like, okay. Oh, so oh, like, <laughs> and then we came home and like, we need to make a fairy garden. So we put like little fairy doors on the trees. And oh, then we... <laughs> yeah, so it was so special. Connected mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And so now we have, you know, in the front of our house on this house, we've, we've got a beautiful tree and we have a little fairy garden down below. And I created a fairy garden in our in a park that was close by and that was a little tricky because they had gardeners and they would clean it up real fast and then I'd have to like go back out there and we kept (laughs) building it back and then all the little kids in the neighborhood started adding to it so then they just were like you know there's no way they can keep tearing it down (laughs) (laughs) the fairies won (laughs) yeah the fairies won it was amazing Oh, yeah. So Ireland. Oh, my goodness. It's such a such a magical land. Um, so that that brings me here to how do you how do you connect Ireland with beautiful China and feng shui? Tell me that story. I want to hear the origin story of how you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like I mean, I, I've really I've traveled the world studying sacred sites and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, first of all, everybody's looking for the same thing in their environment. Everybody wants to feel safe. We want to feel inspired, you know, like, and you, you know, this is one of the first questions that we always ask. We step inside the space, our space, and we just say, we just feel into, does my spirit rise or does my spirit fall? You know, and ultimately I think there's that common thread that everybody wants to feel that way in, in the space, you know? Um, so I feel that that interconnectedness wherever you go in the world is that I mean if you even look at all the sacred sites you know they all are built in such a way that just like we would bring these principles into feng shui right we want that behind us that as we would say in feng shui that mountain support we want that support at the sides think about when you're driving in a car sitting in a really comfortable armchair you've got that lovely arms in the side really feel protected at the back but you can still see the door so you have that expansion so you have that protection, your nervous system can relax, um, but you still have that that feeling of expansion. And also you can relax because you know somebody's going to come in the door, you you can see, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel that whether it's laying at the bedroom, an office, living room, like the, everything follows those pr- principles, you know. And if you look at the sites around the world, it's, you know, nothing's really changed in that way. But are, are you kind of asking how I linked it as Feng Shui in China, and then, yeah, like how did how did you come into the world of Feng Shui and you know in its traditions, and how did you yeah. get oh, introduced well, into this world? Uh, well, <laughs> I I think that for lifetimes I've been I've been 
working in various forms as a light mm-hmm. worker. Like I've been mm-hmm. priestess work, goddess work for lifetimes. And in this this lifetime, like I, I was born very connected with the spirit world, energy, and really I spent my whole childhood galloping up the fields in the fairy fourth, you know, in the stone circles. Um, and so always really, and actually that was my solace, nature connection to the spirit world. And when we talk about the, the fairies over here, we talk uh, like um, an ancient m- tribe called the Tuatha Dé which are which okay. are a mythical race that were here before the humans came. And they're like eight foot light beings. And wow. kind of compared to fairies, it's more, they're more like elementals, the uh-huh. light beings. You know? um, but anyway, so then that I was always very, very connected with energy and, and and that was my thing you know it's like the human part is I'm always working on that one but shit connected in that world but then when I went to America in my early 20s back, yeah. was there 20 years back when six years <laughs> age, um people used to come into my home be like oh did you, yeah, did you have your house fluctuate and I was like fun was like <laughs> I really never heard of it coming from Ireland and after about the eighth person said like you know, oh, you had your house fluctuate. I was like, okay, that's it. I, I gotta go. So I went to the library because that's what it was back then, right? And look, and like you said, with that soul calling about the Ireland trip, it was just like, oh my God. And like, to be honest with you, I had a really hard time in school when I was younger. Like, I have dyslexia. And, um, I like, it was just very challenging for me to learn, to read. And I had terrible teachers. Back in those days, they would have you you know so really bad experience but when i found folks i was like oh my gosh i cannot study enough like i'm <laughs> eating these books and um and so it was just like down no down i just can't it's like you know when you find your soul calling your purpose yes. it's just like every cell in your being is alive and you just want to absorb and you know be in it wow. so that's the journey it's been for the last 20 years so when I learned about feng shui, I was like, you know, I just, it was kind of like everything was standing on end and something inside me had been awoken. And so then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to China. So I went to China and I had a really interesting experience um, where I was in the Forbidden, um, the Temple of Heaven, the Forbidden City. And when I went into them and I was there with a very dear soul sister of mine who's since passed, Claire, my dear soul sister. Um, but we went in there like she we found it so bizarre because people just kept coming over and like bowing to me like wanting to take photos and oh my goodness. hugging all this kind of stuff and then i kept going to the bathroom and like bawling crying and i just kept getting these flashbacks of memory like i wow. i've been before i've been here before and this happened the whole way like we were there for quite a while anyway got back and i was at this there was just this party and there was a tara a palm reader she was mm-hmm. like doing and part of the party she's like do you want to read and I was like okay cool so yeah. I went over and she's like oh you've got back from a far off land and I was like yeah that's mm-hmm. true she was and you were an emperor there and all the souls yeah. recognize you and I was like oh my gosh and but I don't know if you've ever shared this Rachel but but the history of feng shui is basically that emperor got the eight feng shui masters to build it and then literally threw them all into jail and burnt all the oh all the books God. That, except for one feng shui master who managed to flee the hills and yeah. keep writing and keep teaching and keep passing in that knowledge. So basically, basically, <laughs> I was that not very nice emperor. <laughs> and so one of my karmic agreements in this lifetime uh-huh. is that I will 
keep teaching feng shui. And I've been, you know, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years now. Yes. You know, don't get me wrong. I love it and I know how powerful it is. But, you know, the priestess work is just, oh, that's like, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, no, you made it. Okay, I'm just a, no, you made it. So it's like, okay, clearly, you know, also yeah, I'll fulfill yeah. this. So anyway, it's it's um so that that's that's basically in a nutshell how I got into feng shui and and you know it's just like it's just such a gift to be able to help create sacred space, mm-hmm. you know, where people because you know yeah. you know how yeah. powerful it is. When you're in a space that isn't in alignment, that isn't supportive, because it's like everything's made up of energy and it's either blocking or you're in the mm-hmm. So, you know, a <laughs> powerful tool, this amazing, amazing tool that either helps that flow. And it doesn't mean you've done feng shui, you have feng shui at your home and everything's perfect in right, your life. Right. It just, like we don't have any control of the library or the restaurant or the clothing store or friend's house right right, right. but we we do get to consciously choose how we set up our sacred space and how we feel in our space Mm -hmm. and energetically and what the vibration is and we like we do have the gift of that and i think that's so amazing and so you know what is feng shui it's just like getting this beautiful big embrace when you when you enter your space and it's also like you know, our, our, our homes can be, are you living in the past mm-hmm. or are you in the present? And is it also lifting you towards, you know, who, where you want to grow into even more, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like, you know, just me coming into so many homes for design and, and a lot of times my clients will come, will call to me when they're going through transition and it's transition of release, it's transition of expanding, it's you know, they're releasing old relationships, they're moving into a new space. It's like they're building a family. There's all these beautiful things. And it's like we get to then play with that energy and and also, you know, release the old stuff. And it's incredible the the shift that happens when we start moving, you know, all these all these things and it and the art and, and you know, all of it. Like furniture just getting rid of stuff and it's like and opening just windows. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, and you are so, so, so gifted at, I mean, your creativity is off the chart, your intuition, Aww. and you're so, you're so gifted with feng shui, you really are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you, and you're right, because it's like, okay, you know, feng shui here, we have the fire element, mm-hmm. here we are the water element, right, and just, like, I think one really powerful practice is just, like, you can get your fire, and you can move that over there, and you can get your water, and it's like, I can feel such a shift in energy just by moving, moving those that. to yeah. one direction to another. Like, yeah, it's incredible. And I always tell people like, yeah, if you want to just shift that, that energy really fast, or if you're feeling stuck and stagnant, it's like open the windows, open the doors, set the intention of what is leaving and what is coming back into that space. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's incredible. Um, and speaking of these little tips, do you have um, sort of your go-to things that people can do right now to maybe take a look at their space and shift that energy if they are wanting to to release or they're wanting to feel the the space of expansion or you know what what you can know we do my at the moment? What if you those I could pull out of my sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> what are your tips? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, okay. So um, I would say like, cause I, I really, I do. I love to just give tips where it's like, okay, I got that, got that download. I'm going to go and I'm going to create shifts. And so I know, Rachel, you were talking about, and, and I feel like I always, always come back to this one, but it's like, you can go clearing clutter or just letting go of anything that is not in complete alignment with who you are and where you want to go, right? So anything you don't need, use in love. And I love all of, you know, Maria Condon's work, Condon's work, she's amazing. But it's just like, you know, like I said, just stand at your front door. And I know you're all so in tune with energy. So just close your eyes and just notice how you feel when you step in your door. Do your spirits rise or do they fall? And if they fall, it could be just something as simple as you've got piles of mail, piles of shoes, piles of coats and all sorts of stuff when you come in. And, and that can, is enough to pull down your energy because it's heavy coming to the front door. And does the front door open all the way? Or what is that artwork when you come in the front door? Is it something that lifts you up or or not? You know, because you know the many people have artwork because, oh, I got it, it was on sale. Or, you know, somebody gave it to me. It's like, would you like it? No. You're not honoring anybody then, or I inherited it, or you you know. And, and sometimes you ask people, walk around your space and look at your art and see what, and some people go, I've never even thought of do my spirits rise up. Well, I've never really looked at my art and thought about why I have what in what area, you know? So, um, and then of course the front door is so important. So is the doorbell working? Is it freshly painted? Can it open fully? Is it beautiful? Like. Is it gorgeous? Or, or when you get your key in there, does the key work smoothly and does the front door open? Because if it gets stuck and you're like, like this, or it's like, what is that representing? Because you you know, feng shui, we say the front door is that main method chi is where all the energy flows, where a lot of the energy flows in. So if you can't even get it open, what's that say? Yeah, something's so, stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know, you know, I love starting even with the wallet, like clear old receipts, the old gift vouchers, the gift cards that are 50 cents left in it. Like I had a gift card the other day and they said, oh, you've got a few, why don't you come back? I was like, no, no, no. I want to spend the last little bit. I did not want to walk around with this for 50 cents in my wallet. And then you know, <laughs> clear your car because that's, you know, that's your movement. Like that's your journey moving forward in life. So just clean out the car, clean out your wallet and then just start making your way through your home clothing you haven't worn that's like the greatest gifts that doesn't fit you anymore that doesn't honor you anymore the suits that you don't wear anymore that whatever it's like like it's like it has to all be in full alignment i i rather somebody has big empty walls and you know just rather than old stuff that's blocking and clogging the energy and not letting it flow so so that's number one and i feel like i gave lots of bits to number one but the second one is and we've talked about this before, it's just get everything fixed. If you've got cracks in the window, how you look out in the world. If you've got bulbs that are all burnt out, representing that you're burnt out. If you've got plumbing that's blocked, it's like blocked emotions. If the water, the taps are leaking, the toilets are leaking, that's loss of money. So it's like, get everything fixed and hope. So clear the clutter and get things fixed. Like they are two- Huge. Two, yeah, huge things. And then of course, as you were talking about Rachel, then energetically clearing the space because if, if your house is older, whether I'm talking 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, whatever it is, um, and it's never been cleared, or even if it's brand new, because it's like, where did the materials come from? What was the vibration and the energy of the builders that were building the space? So it's like, and it can be as simple as a ritual of just opening up all your doors and windows every day, saying a blessing, 
you know, letting the, on a rainy day, it's so cleansing, on a windy day, it blows it all away, you know, and it like, of course, you can follow Napto or Sage or the bell that you used or chant or sing or clap, but like, there are some simple things that don't cost much, <clears throat> but will really, really get the energy moving, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you just talking about the bells and even just, you know, the simple form of clapping, like we don't have to go out and buy all these things. We don't need all these tools. Like we could do them with our own hand. So the clapping, I like to also sweep, you know, the corners because especially those spaces get so stuck. And and I, and I you um, talked to me about this before, you know, in, in class about, you know, the water, like energy being like a river. And when it gets into those, those spaces, of these nooks where it's just mucky. I, I think of that as air. So like I think of the quarters as those places where it just gets stuck. So it's just sweeping with our mm, hand. I love you know, that. I can feel the cleansing <laughs> already. And then it's just like Whoa! and then also with our aura. <laughs> I'm like, oh it's clearing. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like, and even just like with our hands and our heart and like, we have everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know I feel good. I'm like, and then you know, I think if it was one more very simple tip, uh-huh. it would be bring nature inside and connect oh, with yes. nature. You know, it's like bring the plants in. You know, I, I think have a plant in every room takes away carbon dioxide, brings in the oxygen. We want to have lovely rounded leaves, nothing prickly or sharp. Like, just if you yes. would hurt your finger, you put on it. That keeps away the good stuff, right? Yes. Uh, the good chi. Um, and then obviously we don't want anything brought, uh, dried or potpourri, but like fresh and living. Because they bring in the chi, they bring in the light force, bring in your crystals. And of course, there is intentional areas where certain specific directions the crystals go in. But then bring in the water element, fountains, like, um, so you've got your earth, your water, your wood, and then fire, just as much natural sunlight mm-hmm. coming into space. And the element of air, open everything up and just let that naturally cleanse and you, you know how good that feels like yeah even, even on a free whole day over here i open everything up you know it's just so important absolutely it's 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 huge um i would love to know what um we talked a little bit about your ritual um with bridget and and this the flame are there any other rituals that you're connecting with right now as far as like being mindful or present for me that I always ask this because I always feel like that's like a struggle for me is to like really be in the present moment and constantly, you know, on to the next thing. So I'd love to know if there's anything that you do that just kind of reconnects you back into your body or into the moment. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for asking that. And like, I really, and and same thing, it's, it's a work in progress always to be present. Mm -hmm. It's a a constant, constant mindfulness practice. Um, but I like every day, you know, I've got young kids, you've, mm-hmm. you've got young kids as yeah. well. So, yeah. so I tend to wake up around three thirty four. you oh know, gosh. I, I really early, but I love it because the world is quiet. The veils are very thin, the other world. So I, I love that. And I always just feel it's my spirit waking me up. So like, I don't, I don't go to my phone. I don't go to the computer. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of leave the lights off, you know, I'll light a candle Yes, and well, I really feel into what I need in the moment, but it's always, you know, some form of meditation. That's my first thing. Yeah. Uh, but I feel into what my body's asking because sometimes it's just some free flow movement. And um, sometimes it's just some stretching, um, you know, like sometimes it's just sitting with 
what I'm feeling in my physical body. And and then it's always a compassion practice, like just, you know, just, and, and I really am conscious of doing that every day. And I think that's something I've been stepping more and more and more. And I think, you know, with the pandemic for the last couple of years, right. and I went through a separation and it's still mm-hmm. kind of, so I, I'm really mindful of that really compassion practice, especially when any of those, you know, old pattern thoughts come up and, you know, it's just like, oh, Let's just come back to breathe and come back into compassion, right? Yeah. I, I find it. I find that so much more powerful than like. I, I think self worth um, is really important, um, but I think ultimately, you know, we talk about self love, and self love is so much more than you know self care. Right. Self-care right. Is very important, but ultimately, it is because self worth is something you know when everything's going great, you're like woohoo, you know, self worth. Yes. But it's like when everything. Hit shit hits the fan. Yeah, <laughs> like self worth is so gone out the window because right. you do feel worthless. I know I have felt Absolutely. that way many times, you know. And it's like, well, self compassion practice is there no matter what kind of space you're in. So it's like you can just you know put your hand on your heart or or just wherever you need it. Sometimes I even just hold my own hand mm. and or just like, oh, this is really hard right now. Yeah. This is really hard, and it's just acknowledging that you know for yourself and so you don't even need anybody outside of you for for any of these practices so you know so every morning and then I'll do some journaling and just kind of get out whatever I need to you know and it's like woohoo I'm gonna clean (laughs) like I'm ready for my day but as far as like a ritual that I'm practicing right now because we're in this time on the Celtic wheel of in bulk right yes in bulk it's the earth heating up and we're at that midway point those on the northern mm-hmm. hemisphere between the winter solstice and the spring equinox we're right at that midway point so this is a powerful time so whatever seeds you have planted in that winter solstice are now like starting to take root like the, yes. the land is heating up and so I have this practice and I actually have I have a bow and arrow that I shoot out in the forest oh um, my goodness the practice right now is Bridget it's called the fiery arrow okay so I I fire three arrows a day and it is, and, and this is a beautiful, you don't really need a bow and arrow. You, right. you know, I, I you do the yoga pose as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, and let go of the arrow. And so it's like, okay, what are your intentions that you are ready to really align with and step into over this next six weeks till we get to the, the spring equinox or, you know, get to the summer solstice? You can decide. Um, right. But it's just like, it's the tip of the arrow, just straight into it. So that, oh, that's kind of my the ritual I have like an overall ritual for every point on the wheel you know we've got six yeah. of them in the year so. and just looking to the earth and letting the earth guide you know and, and nature it's all about nature for me in the far you know we, right. when we were together here yes. and it's just in the forest up the mountains in the sites you know got the kids there over there <laughs> on horseback so oh my gosh yeah that's just magical so so really it sounds like you're just really intentional about just creating space in the morning when the veils are thin and and feeling into what you need at the moment. So it's not like you're putting pressure on yourself to do one thing in particular. It's more about just creating that space and being intentional about Yeah, Yeah, but, but there is consistency in it all yeah. and there is some discipline in it. Because the other morning I don't feel like, I'm like, okay, well, let's just do something a little more gentle, mm-hmm. but I still know I need to put myself up. And then what, what I would like to add as well is depends you know when you're feeling low at a time 
like sometimes it can be hard for people to brush their teeth or to get yeah. out of bed, right? And when you're feeling good, it's like, woohoo, I can work out, eat healthy and do all this kind of stuff and, you know, feel great about it. But so I think that the, I, I, I have a list sometimes and the list was like really quick self-care. It okay. might just be, I've got three minutes, so I'm just going to lay in the bed and I'm going to breathe. You know, mm-hmm. now there could be a window for a massage, I'm going to go for a hill up the, a walk up the mountain. It's, you know, really kind of slightly more luxurious. You have more time for them. But for people that just have a couple of minutes, it's like, I'm just going to sit and breathe. Or yeah. I'm just going to, little self-compassion practice. Or, you know, I'm going to call a friend. Or I'm going to go make myself a lovely cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, 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 and the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, don't, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to say there's there's two practices. I think it's really important to know that there, when it comes to self-care, there is invigorating and there's restorative. Mm-hmm. And the invigorating would be, I'm going to get out in nature, I'm going to go for a walk. But actually, the restorative is actually, I just need to lie down yeah. and I'm going to Netflix, you know, yeah. or I'm going to put out guys here or whatever it's going to be. And because that's what I need right now. And so it's really knowing I'm actually, I'm actually really, really depleted, and this is this is all I'm up for right now. Right. So I just think really important to be really transparent. It's not like always got go, all go, this go. energy. Yeah, doing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm curious, what do you have um, brewing right now? Is there anything that you're currently working on? I always feel like you've got like all these no, beautiful so projects. <laughs> well, um, you know. What I'm in the process right now of uh-huh. is the Priestess Awakening program that I'm uh-huh. doing. It's a year long. We're, ha- we're halfway around the wheel now because we yeah. started with the Autumn Equinox. And, uh, you know, it's all about, first of all, it's like the rebirthing, right? You have to yeah. go into the darkness through the birth canal to come out into the light. So now uh, we're okay. starting, like we've been doing all the shadow work and into the dark. The We've been doing a lot of ancestral work and shadow work and inner child healing and you know all through that part of the year and we're just coming into the mm. light and so you know it's like the the rebirthing you know yes. the embodying right that so that's one thing it's my online training and then um at the end though in the summer i will be doing the priestess remembrance retreat where we go to all the sacred sites um and that's in august but in july okay. alex dark you know yes. alex amazing yes. Doing the the land healing, earth healing, um, but that's a, like a priestess priestess shamanic journey. You yeah. you know anyway. So that's July, and then the feng shui training starts in about a week and a half. And oh my gosh! Then okay. Alex, then, no, sorry. There's a lot. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And okay. So Alex, you have to... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the the online geomancy. You, you know, we've put that whole training that we teach in person, and it's online a certification. Incredible. And Alex is amazing. Because he's brought his forty years of of geomancy, and I've been training with him about twenty years. So yeah. between the pair, and it's really nice yin yang exchange. Mm-hmm. You, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you got both those energies going. Yeah. So so they're all the exciting things. I'm tired thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going. Yeah. So if somebody really wants to start diving into, um, you know, to learn feng shui, either. For their own home or to become a feng shui practitioner um that those classes are coming up you said in a week or so or um yeah 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 so you know by the time this comes out it will they will have already started but i if you go to join amandasofia.com okay um you will see uh there's the feng shui master certification which you know you you took how many years ago was that now that was in i think 2015. 
2015. Okay, so, um, but that now is kind of divided into the Feng Shui Your Life and Feng Shui Master Certification. So if you just want to take it to learn for yourself, for your family, mm -hmm. you know, your home, you can do that. And then if you're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so amazing, I want to share it, then you carry on to the Feng Shui Master Certification. So, um, so that, that starts, you know, and then with Alex and I, it starts in March. So if you go on to joinamandasofia.com you'll find you'll find all the okay. well, yeah we'll put all of all of your links into the show notes and cool. and you also have a podcast so i would love to do. do a little shout out to that for everyone that's listening oh you're so amazing i have the amanda sophia podcast and i'm just actually about to launch which i'm really excited is my priestess awakening podcast and that will be launched by march oh my goodness because, um yeah, I've had the feng shui and the the priestess one together, and okay. you know it's all about working with energy yeah. and the home. The priestess is more like the home, and okay. then the feng shui is also you know it's yeah, all yeah, ceremony yeah. and, and work. But so anyway, there's going to be the priestess awakening one, and then the join amount of Sophia, which is going to be more feng shui related and everything. So. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Yes, I'm so excited um, to have you on, and then we'll also put your links to your Instagram and. Um, all the other things. And then you also have. And I love the... you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. And I can't believe it's been like six years, you know. Well, yes. actually, it was five years five. since you were here. Yeah. I had already moved back here at this time. So yeah. maybe yeah. you'll come back again. I know. It, it started, it's calling again. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, pull come me on. in. <laughs> pull me <Too> in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yes, amazing. So I will have all your links there, where to find you. And then you also have the inner circle, right? You have a membership group. Yes. Yeah. I and don't want to confuse everybody. That's like <laughs> also circle. <laughs> and you know, actually that's a great place for people to start. It's like yes. oh, I really want to learn more about this. And you know, it's it so you can join. There's two two live classes a uh -huh. month, which oh, is beautiful. great because you get live exposure um or for questions and answers yeah. and you're part of our community and um and there's already like a library of eight years of classes two every month so i mean you will have so much yeah um, you can binge wisdom. on all of it <laughs> yeah like, who needs netflix <laughs> <Inner circle. laughs> yes and your guests are amazing you always bring on such mystical yeah, powerful they are amazing, people you were one of them <laughs> Sweet. And and I'll be coming in in April, hopefully. We'll we'll Yay! figure that out too. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you, love. Oh my goodness, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and and your beauty with all of us. And and I know people are gonna be reaching out because um, you know, your teachings are, are so, you know, powerful. So Thank you, love, thank and you. thank you for having me on. It's such an of honor. Of you course. are so beautiful and so amazing. And you, oh, like, I just, I've been all watching and getting to, you know, witness you and how amazing you are. So. Oh, thank you. And you know what I realized is I didn't pull us a card. So on our way out, let's pull, I'm going to pull a card just yeah. to kind of close Ooh. our circle. I'm using um, Moon Void Tarot. This is the third edition Ooh. by Stephanie Capone. And um, what was really cool is, when I was doing my Patreon group, I was reaching out to indie deck creators and I found Stephanie, I reached out to her and I was like, okay, let's figure out what we can get you on. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm moving to San Diego, like in a few well, weeks. I, I feel like I know her. She, she's from San Diego, right? No, she's from Brooklyn. 
And I oh. connected with her when she was there and she's like, I'm moving to San Diego. And I was like, oh my gosh. No so, way. That's yeah, amazing. it was incredible. So now she's here. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh. her cards are gorgeous. Oh I mean, they're so, and this is a card oh all about her. So she is featured in all the beautiful cards. Oh. It's all her, which is so great. And it's oh, amazing. Yeah, they're so pretty. Okay, let me pull Ooh, a card for beautiful. Yeah, the backs are like black with the pink stars and then she's got oh, the silver, place. which reminds me of the moon, you know. Um, Ooh, all right, so let me pull a card for us as we close our circle. And I'm going to read the cards right side up always, so if something comes in upside down. So this is the Eight of Swords. So this is that release. This is us becoming, um, connecting into our power, us being our own saviors, ripping off the blindfold, getting into a new perspective, tearing off the binds, and and being free. So it's like really connecting to our, <laughs> our power. <laughs> Rip it off. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah, Thank you. What a gift. Thank you. You have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E, and find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.